0: Welcome
1: everybody to the next episode of Chiefs Focus First and Ten. You are here with JP and Caleb. What's going on, brother? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm not too bad, man. Not too bad. Happy after a nice win and looking forward to this Miami game.
0: Yeah, man. I agree with you. I think it's another great week for the Chiefs moving forward. I think I expect them to win the game, man, but what do you think is going to have happening coming forward with everything? I mean, this is a big week because some people are saying this could be a trap game, which I really don't think it is. There are no trap games on the Chiefs' schedule, in my opinion.
1: No, I mean, if you're going to call a trap game, honestly, it'd be somebody in our division. That's really bad, Mm -hmm. like the Chargers. Um, I wouldn't. Or I guess I can't say the Chargers are really bad. Just the record is indicative of a of a trap game. I guess Mm -hmm. I could say that. I agree. But um. No, I don't think it's a trap game I think the Chiefs are going to come out and play really hard And I think, you know, they've, they've made Over the last three weeks They've taken a lot of grief over Performances on either side of the ball Mainly on the defensive side of the ball And to be honest with you Right now we're leading the league With eight games Our defense, I should say, is leading the league Elite leading eight games With 21 or fewer points
0: Oh, okay, that's pretty good, man, because the yeah. people Chief, people in Chiefs Keenan said our defense has not played well. And I have refuted that so I many times. I'm like, they can't stop everything. They're giving no. up 17 points. That's actually not that bad. 27, I mean, it's like 24 against the Buccaneers. That actually isn't bad. If we're going back closer with other games, I mean, the Chiefs gave up, what, 31 to the Raiders, uh, yeah. 31 to the Panthers, 9 to the Jets, 16 to the Broncos, 17 to the Bills. I mean, yeah, there's going to be games where other teams are going to score higher. Yeah. But as long as the Chiefs teams can keep them in check like they did in all these other games, I mean, it works out in the end.
1: Yeah, and the matter how you look at it, if the Chiefs are giving up 20, uh, on average, just say they're giving up 24 points a game. If you yeah. take every game, you know, this, you know, through this time period. Okay, well, we're scoring 32 points a game on average. So, if they give up 24 points, that's okay, because there's not too many teams out there scoring 31, 32, 35, 38 points. There isn't. not happening. You know, so, I mean, I looked at our our record, um, and, you know, because some guy was really trying to slam, he was really, I think he was more or less trying to slam Mahomes, saying that, you know, he's so much better because of his weapons, another one of those excuses. Uh. And... I got to the point where I was, like, fed up with it a little bit. And I I, I fired back some. I said, you know, I said, everybody says that and it, that it's really getting old. And myself and another guy actually threw out some stats at him that he didn't, I don't think he could ever, you know, try to dispute. Yeah, because it was, it was, no matter how you look at it, we're, I, I went back to last year is what I basically did. And I said, he said, well, can, a t- how do you, how do you word it? He said something about our win-loss record. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about one thing. It was because of Mahill and because of T- uh, to Kelsey. And I said, and, and, and something about Mahomes. And I said, he goes, with those weapons, an average quarterback can win. And I said, is it That's no, not true. Said, so because let me Alex ask-
0: Smith couldn't win at the big game.
1: Well, and that's what I said. I said, not only did Alex Smith couldn't win in this fashion, he averaged about 22 to 24 points a game. I said, but go back to last year when Mahomes was hurt. He was injured eight weeks in total between his ankle and his knee, we lost four games in those eight weeks. Mm -hmm, We did. So we had a good, good, solid backup quarterback in there that did a very good job, but Mahomes consistently threw for 100 yards more than he threw in any of the three games that he started. Mm -hmm. I said, so you can't say that it's all about Mahomes, because it's not. I mean, right now, our depth chart is off. It's it's ridiculous. I'm just going to tell you. Oh, and that was another thing. Our, we have no. And he said our stats, Mahomes' stats were inflated because we don't have a running game. We really? ran for 100 and, yeah, That's what he said.
0: We well, actually don't I, have a don't have a bad running game. I think yeah, I've struggled at times, but I think it's pretty good.
1: Our average right now, our average is 113 yards a game rushing. 113.2. Okay. Our average points per game because of Last week and not scoring 40 points went down from 32 to 30.8. So we're almost at Mm -hmm. 31 points a game. Okay. Okay. Defense has given up on average right now, as it sits, we're giving up 21.2 yards per game. I mean, 21.2 points per game.
0: 21.2. That's not bad.
1: So that's a 10 point swing.
0: Yeah. And it's a. Exactly happened.
1: Yeah. And it's a 10 point swing. So passing D. The the average on now here's another stat that I want everybody in Chiefs Kingdom to understand. Our through week, I guess what is this, thirteen or fourteen? However, I think it's fourteen coming up. Mm-hmm. We are at our pass D is averaging 225 yards a game. Hmm. That is not bad. 225. 225. Well, in the
0: passing 8. league that we're in, that's, that's actually not that bad. You would. It's you not. Would want them to be under 200. But sometimes that's just
1: not going to happen. No, not in the league we're in right now. If everybody goes back and looks at how many passing yards other teams are giving up, I guarantee you it's the, some of the best teams out there defensively are probably right in the same range. And we're averaging now. I want you. I want everybody to think back two years to 2018. Mm-hmm. Think back to 2017. We at, we on average gave up four to five hundred yards a game on D. Okay. Wow, that's four, terrible. the average was four forty two point nine. If I'm not mistaken, I'd have to go back and look, but that's basically where it was. But I remember games we gave up over real close to five hundred. If not, I think one we gave up over five hundred yards.
0: That must have been the Rams game then. And it, I think Easily. it was the Rams game.
1: Yeah, our average D this year is giving up a total of three fifty eight point two. Look, in this league...
0: What is that, that rank is, against all the other teams?
1: Well, I, I don't know. Um, I'd have to look that one up. Okay. Um, but in this league, giving up 358 total yards on a defense is not bad. Not now. It isn't so bad. Used to be, yes. If you want to go back 15, 20 years when it was a different game and you gave up 358 yards, yeah, that was or, you know, that was giving up a lot of yards.
0: That means everyone was eating, eating that week.
1: Exactly. But it's not that way anymore. Not when you got the passing era that you have. And you still have teams that have extremely strong running games. I mean, we're averaging over 100 points more. We're well well over 100 points more scored offensively and defensively than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, I mean, I don't know why anybody's complaining right now. This team always gets stronger as the year goes on. The defense always even, they step up even more at the end of the season because they know the playoffs are coming. One thing I want to throw out there, because the question was posed to me, why is the defense, our guys in general, not looking the same? They don't look like they have as much heart. That's what I was asked. And they
0: said they don't have heart?
1: Well, it's not they're not playing with as much heart. Mm. The same fire in their heart, I should say. She's a very good follower and I answered her because I wanted her to understand what it was and in my opinion anyway mm-hmm. but you have to look at it from three different perspectives one you've got players that are rotating in and out that you know whether it be from illness, injury or whatever the case may be so everybody's still trying to learn the other ones tendencies okay they're still trying to learn different schemes they're trying to figure out offenses. Everybody's trying to throw something new at us all the time because they know they have to score to succeed against against us. There's nobody out there that can score consistently 30, 31 points a game besides maybe Green Bay right now. But that's just part of it. Then you have to look at consistency. I mean, it's uh, the vanilla offense, okay? Why would in a million years... Would anyone, any smart coach, give up all of their great plays all the way through the season when they know that they can win playing an average scheme, whether well, it be offensively or defensively?
0: Well, you've seen that happen with Alex Smith Alex last year with the Chiefs. They ran all their plays basically in the first five weeks. Yeah. They got punched in the face by the Steelers. They won the next week against, like, the Broncos on, like, I think it was a Thursday night. And then yeah. after that, they won on a, a lost spot no, six straight games. Six straight games. So that games. just shows you if you use all your scheme to play in one place. And that, honestly, it benefited Alice, but it hurt the team's success. Because, as you, we know, they lost. They had a, basically a wild card spot. They lost to the to the Titans. I mean, that's the story. I mean, yeah. that just shows you if you put up everything out there. Yeah. But with Mahomes in them, he has that much confidence in this team Especially offense to score on those basic plays because yeah. we have talent at every single position. Yeah. Week in, and week out, nothing is is impossible for this team. They no. can accomplish anything.
1: Yeah, and they I mean, you got a top five ranked special teams. You've got a top, just say top twenty defense. Okay, let's just put it at top twenty because everybody wants to say that our run game is you know terrible and blah 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 we're actually ranked better than that but i'm just going to just use that as an example and then you got the number 1 ranked offense in the nfl okay so you put those three things together you got a super bowl team that no one can touch okay
0: exactly.
1: when someone says the chiefs got exposed it makes me laugh so hard that my stomach hurts because we have never been exposed not since Mahomes has been with this team.
0: Well, the Raiders game, I would say the defense got exposed heavily.
1: The defense, maybe, but it wasn't a matter of just defense. Okay. We weren't scoring well on offense at that during that time. Yeah. The offense we, was
0: stacked in the second half.
1: It was. So it's not being exposed. It's being when you got a team that plays a vanilla offense because they believe that they can win with. That scheme, whether it be offensive, defensive, special teams, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you may have one that you lose, but that's okay. Because right now we're sitting, I mean, we're tied with Pittsburgh. The tiebreaker, I think, is is kind of a weird situation when it comes to that. Because we have a divisional loss. A conference loss. They do not, or they did not at that point. So that's kind of a tiebreaker for us. So I think if I'm not mistaken, and I could be wrong, they either have to beat a team in the AFC or lose to a team in the AFC of like record, or they have to lose a divisional round game, which I think the only one they have left is the Browns. Am I am I right? Uh, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, they just have the Browns.
1: Because they have the Bills, they have uh, the Colts, and they have the Browns left to play. Those are the three games they have left. So... Uh, Can they get... I mean, we've seen that they can be beat by a team with a lesser record. We just watched that happen. Washington beat them. Alex Smith came through. He did what he was supposed to do. Their defense played better than they've played all year, to be honest. And they're not ranked top 20.
0: (laughs) They're not. That (laughs) defense has some studs. That that D-line, front seven... I yep. think they're going to be a tandem pretty soon, the NFC, and if Austin's continue to lead the quarterback at home, yep. yep. they're going to cause some problems.
1: Well, the whole thing is is that for everybody out there that wants to sit and complain and whine and bitch and moan, you can do that all day long, but you have to understand the contributions that our defensive players have made, and we're no, there's not a team in the NFL that's going to be perfect on every single down, every single play. It's not going to happen. I mean, somebody said Tyron Matthew needs to learn to tackle. Okay, well, he's got I mean, 58- He needs to
0: learn to tackle. He's been falling out this year.
1: He has been. And look, okay, he's... Right now he's at, let's see, 58 tackles. Um, yeah, 58 tackles. Three... Oh, I'm sorry, five interceptions. By the way, five interceptions. Um, he's at... Um, seven pass deflections, his defensive touchdowns, one, and then missed tackle percentage is 10.8. Okay, for a guy that is out 99% of the snaps, Mm -hmm. 10% isn't bad on on, on missed tackles. I'm sorry, it's not. If he was playing 40, 50, 60% of the snaps, 70% of the snaps, I'd say, okay, that's a little high. But for a guy that's out there basically taking half the field away... He's going to miss something here and there. So uh, he he's playing, in my opinion, lights out this year. I mean, he had a couple games where he was actually physically ill and everybody said, you know, and he admitted that he played terrible, but he also felt like shit the entire game. He had the flu. Yeah,
0: this was so, the Raiders game.
1: Yeah. So everybody needs to stop. I mean, these guys see and hear everything you say and do, and it doesn't help their confidence level in, in our fan base. They know the majority of our fan base is great. They really do. And they they are, I mean, I would give our, you know, 95% of our fan base as being true diehard cheese fans, but there's that 5% that sit around armchair coaches, armchair scouts, armchair GMs, armchair water boys. And they think they know everything there is to know about the game. You don't. There's a lot more that they do, Frank Clark especially. No one goes his direction. There's a reason why he doesn't have 12 sacks on the year, and it's not because of anything other than being double teamed by a lineman and a tight end and then held 90% of the time, just like Chris Jones. But they're doing their job that they need to do to keep people from doing what they do. You exactly. know, if we didn't we didn't have those two guys right there, I promise you our defense would definitely not be within the top 20. If we didn't have Tyron Matthew, we wouldn't be within the top 20.
0: Well, one thing I would say is Frank Clark plays his heart out and he almost got a sack last game. But what he does is, you know, he's not getting sacks. He's getting pressures. Yeah. And I think that's most importantly, he's getting it the really pressure on the quarterback. And I think that's what's going to work out because when you're playing those statue quarterbacks such as Ben Roethlisberger in the playoffs, if you going to step up in the pocket, that's going to work out for players like Chris Jones, um, Mike Dana, Derek Nottie, and Wart and many others. So he's affecting the game in different ways. And he may not have all the stats, but he's actually playing really, really well yeah. for what he has yeah. to go against week in, week out. Yeah. You don't see any other teams put put their best alignment on Frank Clark. That doesn't happen.
1: No, no. I mean, nobody has the. Oh God. Okay, so Lamar Jackson just broke a record. He did. Um, yeah, he's the first player in NFL history with five thousand plus passing yards total in his career, and twenty five hundred plus rushing yards in his first three seasons.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? That's a no, great it's not record. Bad. Here's the thing. He's a
0: good quarterback.
1: He is. Now, the one thing that somebody posted earlier about, it was the NFL that actually put it out there. He had a big run tonight. It was huge. He's put on, well, at that point, at that time, he had 141 rushing yards in the first half. Lamar did. But I think he had like 27 passing yards. And the one thing that I said is that, you know, if he would learn to pass, he'd be deadly. Because... With the, you know, with his gift of with his legs. And then if he had that same gift with his arm, he'd be deadly. And then exactly. the very next play, dude, he was, he had a wide open, wide, wide receiver. He was not under any pressure. And he just threw the biggest lame duck pass five yards right of the of the receiver. And he couldn't catch the ball and ended up being fourth down. And he had no pressure against him. But then he turns around after the fact. And he throws a dime to Hollywood Jones or Hollywood um, uh, Brown in the back of the end zone. It was a ama- I mean, granted, it was zone, it was man to man, but regardless, it was still a great pass. If it wasn't for Brown catching, being able to haul that ball in, it would have been out of bounds because it was mm-hmm. overthrown.
0: Exactly. But he still threw
1: a good ball. Um, he's got tendencies to be a good th- passer, but it's not there yet. So, um, his legs are phenomenal. I just hope he can keep them. I mean, it, because at some point, people are just going to start manhandling him. And when that happens, it's going to hurt. You know, I mean, there are a lot of guys out there that have been you know, Cam Newton, you know, Michael Vick. A lot of the Michael Vick was a little bit better, but because he was just strong. You know, he was physically strong, mm-hmm. and, you, know, was. Bulk, you know, a very bulky guy. But, um. I mean Donovan McNabb, all these guys that ran the ball all the time, their life ex- their lifespan didn't last 20 years in the NFL as a quarterback, 15 years some of them didn't last. I mean, you know, Cam Newton is struggling more than I've ever seen him struggle and it's because he's been injured so much. And the, you know, you their life expectancy is about 6 years. It's about the same as really a running back used to be a running back with their life expectancy was three to six years. Mm -hmm. Then they cut it down to two and a half years. Then they brought it back up to six years because the run game is kind of slowed down a little bit, eased up a little bit, but it's still six years. So if he runs more than his running backs do that are built to run and know how to run, he's going to eventually get hurt. So he needs to learn how to become a passer and, When he does, if he does, that is going to be a deadly quarterback. It's that simple. Because if he learns to pass, and he can pass just, say, 60% of the game, and then he decides to bust out a run, nobody's going to know when it's coming. But right now, everybody expects him to run. Because if they they shut off his wide receivers, he's going to run the ball. It just is what it is. On any pass play that he tries. He does it. I mean, he runs... I bet if you looked at the percentage, I bet he runs forty percent of the time. He does one. run
0: a lot, so I would not be surprised.
1: Yeah. So um getting back to the Chiefs, because that's what we really care about. Um so what is your uh what is your thoughts on this Miami game?
0: Well I think Miami is honestly a deadly team that may be able to pull an upset on the playoff upset off in the playoffs. Tua's playing really, really well. They have a really good defense. Do you you remember Emmanuel Agva? Oh, yeah. He's starring on the Miami Dolphins defense right now. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how our O-line goes against their front seven. Because they're low-key underrated, and they're really good. We saw what they did to Jared Goff. They made him turn over four times in the first half. Two interceptions, two fumbles. So, now... Granted, Mahomes is a more mobile quarterback than golf. He can move on the run. I think Mahomes will be able to honestly outrun their defensive linemen. When it comes down to it, I feel like the Chiefs will win. But I'm going to be looking at specific key mashups. I'm curious how our offensive line is going to go against their defensive line. If Mahomes, if Mahomes has to continue to run outside the pocket because there's the pressure and protection is breaking down, and that just shows you something needs to be changed within the offensive line. Because you're yeah. going to be in the playoffs, you be going against teams like the Steelers, who have a great pass rush. Yeah. Another position I'm going to be looking at is Xavier Howard, cornerback versus Tyreek Hill, wide receiver. I have a feeling Tyreek Hill is going to burn him. Because oh, Tyreek Hill has burnt every single wide receiver. Do you remember Jalen Ramsey said, Tyreek oh, Hill yeah. won't be able to burn these returning specialists? Well, look what he did. He burnt him. So yeah. I can't wait to see that matchup right there because Tyree Kill is good, is a really good receiver, and last year, everyone in Chiefs' Kingdom wanted the Chiefs to trade for Xavier Howard. Every yeah. week it was like, oh, is Xavier Howard gonna get go traded? Is it gonna happen this or that? And it ended up happening. He just ended up staying, and he's having a good season. So what I'm looking at is. That matchup right there, because that's going to dictate a lot of the game. And that's all I'm kind of really thinking right now. And I'm curious to see, will the Chiefs' defensive line continue to build up pressure? Because we saw they one. had some – yeah, they had They goal, two against Denver. But the Leafs' prior, man, they're just kind of saying they're not moving – well, they're moving around, but they're struggling. So I'm well, curious Well, they're to struggling see. because of their, mm-hmm. they were
1: – a lot of them are held, and a lot of them are double-teamed.
0: You know, yeah. Chris Jones,
1: double-triple-teamed. Well, you got to have He's the – Push down three guys. Have,
0: I know, man, but you have to have the other guys break through, such as Wharton or or um, Naughty. And many people are saying that, and one guy believes, I don't know who he is, but he stated that he honestly thinks Wharton just took Colin Sanders' spot. I think he did. Because too. the last two games, Colin Sanders has been inactive. inactive and yeah. I feel like he can still play.
1: Well, so, here's the thing. Andy, the, Andy was, uh, in fact, Harold asked him that question. I believe it was Harold. Uh-huh. Um, during the press conference And as he asked him He said, you know, why is it then Saunders has been um, Inactive For the last few games Is he injured, is he hurt, did he do something wrong And he goes, well, you know, we got And Andy was, you know how Andy is He's so diplomatic, and I love that about him But he wasn't, you know, he, he's not He's not Bruce Arians He's not going to slam a player But he said uh, you know, we have to rotate these guys in and out. He said, I believe Saunders is a great player. He just, you know, and his time will come. Mm-hmm. But I think what you're seeing is kind of like that Shady McCoy situation last year when Shady just got benched and then after that last fumble and then never really got back into the game. Um, I think we're seeing the same thing again. Um, I think Saunders has lost his job to Wharton. Wharton's played extremely well. I think they need to... I think when I say that, his starting position. Mm-hmm. I do believe they're going to rotate him in and out because fresh legs are better than not. But... Exactly. Um, as far as starting, yeah, I think Wharton probably did take his job. I mean, and it's not. there's nothing against Kalen Saunders. I mean, he's just... Wharton's damn good. And it just is what it is. He's played very, very well. Um, you know, we always get the same questions about this when it comes to these players. Why are we still seeing Neiman? Why are we still seeing Dirty Dan? These guys are they are contributing in some way that someone else can't. Now, Willie Gay came in during that Denver game and he played well.
0: Well, you know what the crazy thing about that? He only had 16% of the snaps, but he balled out for the most part when he was out there.
1: He did. He did. And I think what you're going to see is you're probably going to see him gradually get... More percentage of the snaps over the course of the next four games, but then you're probably going to see him in the playoffs. And I think they're working him up to that point. And when I say that, they're going to throw him in and they're going to give him more snaps during these last four games. Especially very possible. Yeah. And especially if we get to a point where we're 14 and one, you know, and that's when you really can go out there. And we're going to be playing, I think, the Chargers the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. So we can put in, we can rotate guys in and get them acclimated to where when the playoffs come, they're able to step in and just do their job. You know, Andy is very good at making sure our players stay healthy for the for the most part. I mean, and he does that by doing what he's doing right now. When everybody says, well, why isn't this guy playing? Why isn't that guy playing? We understand. You know, I guess it takes time. Everybody gets frustrated. And, and, and they, you know, why isn't he in the game? Why, you, know, mm-hmm. we, you and I have said this for two years. Why is, you know, certain guys Pringle and, you know, other guys not played? And a lot of it is the fact that they're working them up to a point where, one, they're going to be able to take over a, a starting position. And two, we never have an injured player because we're able to rotate these guys in and out as something goes on. And if somebody does happen to get injured, whether it be regular season or playoffs, we have somebody that can step in and play that position and play it just as well, if not better. So it's, it's kind of a, an ingenious scheme that he's running like this because exactly. n- no other team has the luxury of having players that are on the bench that can play just as well as the guys that are on the field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I wouldn't worry so much about why someone's playing. I, I did, you know, I didn't understand why, you know, Pringle was not playing as much. And then Armani Watts, I never understood that, but then I had a guy, an NFL player sit there and tell me, you know, this is the reason why. And, and, and when he told me, I went, okay, it makes a hundred percent sense. Every bit of that makes sense. Now I get it. So, we have to realize that Andy does everything he does for a reason. He's not trying to go backwards. He's not trying to regress. He's trying to build this team to where they're they're better in the long, you know, in the long haul down the stretch and into the playoffs when they're the when it's needed the most. I mean, it really is. We we are in a, a unique position, dude. We're in a great position. We're a, we're what are we? Twelve and one. 11 and 1.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. We're, yeah, we're right. There. So,
1: mm-hmm. tied with the Steelers, you know, the tiebreaker will be if the Steelers lose to the Browns. If not, I'll take that back. Say if the Steelers lose to the Bills, okay, then the tiebreaker is over because we already beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. So, that ends it. You know, we, what we, it really comes down to is we have to play the next four games. We really need to, it would be great to win out, but even if we didn't, and we ended up fourteen and two. As long as Pittsburgh loses to, just say the Bills or the Browns, and that that negates that that whole deal, and then we're we're going to be the number one seed.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. Well, then that's my next question, man. Do you think it's going to happen?
1: What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. What? Oh, I think I think to be honest with you, I think Pittsburgh has two. I. Looking at the three teams they have to play, I can honestly say they could probably lose two of those three games.
0: I the think o- it's possible. I think... Sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say the only team that I would say Pittsburgh may be able to beat, easy, and I can't even say easily, but beat with, I guess, a little more ease than the other two would be the Colts because it's Phillip Rivers. Phillip I'm sorry, Rivers has
0: Big Ben's number. Last time they played... They were able to get them.
1: Well, if they, so they can get, get them again, surprised. that's great. I mean that that would be great. You know, I mean, I would love to see it. I'd like to see them lose the next three games. To be honest with you, it,
0: do you th- do you think the Browns could catch them? Because I think the Browns, um, I think the Browns can.
1: If the Browns can catch them, that would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, I don't know the Browns' schedule the rest of the year, um, so I can't tell you what. You know, if you know what their schedule looks like, and that's what's really going to dictate it. I don't know if the Browns, you know, some of these teams. I don't know if the Browns can hold up to, you mm-hmm. know, but um, it's very possible that Pittsburgh can lose two out of the next three games. And if they do, it's it's over for them. I mean, as far as first round, mm-hmm. of, the, of the seed.
0: No, I agree with you, man. Yeah.
1: So I mean, it's it's going to come down to. A lot of well, three different things really, but right now we win one more game, we win the division. It's that simple. Um, which we're gonna we're gonna win the division.
0: Well, if the Raiders lose and the Chiefs win, then that will happen.
1: Yeah. Well, even if the, let's see, the Raiders are three games behind us right now. So if we win. Uh, we'd have to win, yeah. It would be a, a, we'd have to actually win two of the three, two of the four we have left, and the Raiders would actually have to lose one for us to, I guess, win the division if you want to look at it that way. But um, it's just gonna, you know, I don't, I don't know who even the Raiders have left to play to be honest. I mean,
0: their is uh, a little easier, but man, they barely beat the Jets, so there's, it's a possibility that they're gonna go ahead and just end up. Just not making the playoffs the way the playoff picture is.
1: Well, and John Gruden's smart-ass remark after the Jets game, um, kind of, you know, that, he might have just given himself his own jinx. I mean, after the game was over, um, they asked him, I was listening to his press conference, and they asked him, well, what would you think after, you know, you, you got that miracle win at the end of the game? And, um, you know, with a horrible call, you know, uh, let's go ahead blitz. But, um, and by the way, Greg Williams is fired because of that. But um, he said, well, you know, I thought about doing a victory lap around Allegiant Stadium, but I didn't want to mm-hmm. make any Chiefs fans mad.
0: <laughs> I don't know I why mean, he's concerned himself with that. I
1: he's mean- so concerned with the Chiefs in general, dude. He just, his whole life is centered around us. I mean, it really is. If he could go back in time to 2002 and become our head coach. That would be his dream thing. If he could be our head coach right now, that would be his dream thing. Not for anybody else, but it would be for him. So he's just got a, his mentality has always been, um, he's always just had, he loves Andy Reid, hates the Chiefs. Okay. I mean, even when he was with Tampa, he hated the Chiefs, which Mm -hmm. makes no sense, but Hey, what are you going to do? I mean, so the record, Raiders record right now overall is seven and five. We're eleven and one. Um, they have, let's see, who do they have left to play?
0: Uh, I'm not really for sure. It who looks they like play. they got to
1: play. Let's see. They've got. Okay, so they play Miami. They well, they play the Colts. They play mm-hmm. Miami. They play the Chargers, and it looks like Denver. So they've got they've got four games left as well. So it's uh, the Colts. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Colts. Then you got the Chargers. Then you got Miami. Then you got Denver. That's their that's their schedule. I don't think they could beat the Colts.
0: I don't think they can either. Phillip Rivers. Even though he's not a good player, he's he's been able to do it in the past. Yeah. So. so I honestly, scared.
1: I don't know if they could beat... I really don't know if they could beat um, Denver.
0: You don't think they can?
1: I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough one for them. As much as it, it doesn't sound like it would or it should be, it, I think it's going to be a tough game for them. I agree. Uh, so, we got a game coming up against Miami and uh, Miami looks like you know they could be a tough, you know, opponent like you said. Their defense has been pretty good. Um, going back to that and something that you said about the matchup with Hill and um, and Howard, mm-hmm. um, I I'm not saying this because I'm a Homer. I'm not saying this because I'm a Tyreek fan. Because I am. Um, there's. Not a CB in this league that can handle him one-on-one. There's not! And if anyone wants to sit there and think they can, they cannot. Let's go back to something really quick. The touchdown that was not counted last week. Okay. Hill did not realize that he he actually said he, the ball touched the ground he really believed it did he didn't even know he caught the ball i mean when you're that good that you something. don't even know when you caught a ball i mean it, you know and even andy you know andy said well you, you know this is the first time i've had a lot of wide receivers and other players say a lot of things to me this is the first time i've ever had a wide receiver walk up to me and say hey i dropped the ball the ball touched the ground.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, so I, I'm going to blame this on two people. Two things. I'm going to blame it on our own booth and I'm going to blame it on the NFL officiating booth. I agree. Because 100%. somebody should have picked that up. Anytime there is an end zone possession or an end zone, even if there's an inkling of a question that should have been challenged by the booth and it was not. And that t- not only did it Take away Tyreek's record that he had going, his streak, because he had caught a touchdown in every game except that game, which he actually did catch a touchdown and just didn't count. But it took a touchdown away from Mahomes, it took yards away from Mahomes, it took yards away from Hill, and it took a touchdown away from Hill, who was already one of the you know second in the league by a whole 14 yards. That's that's what DK Metcalf is leading him with, is uh, 14 yards. Leading him by. To be number one receiver in the NFL. 14 yards. Travis Kelsey is number three. And he's down by about 100 yards, I think. But he's a tight end. Everybody remember that. He's a tight end.
0: Well, isn't that crazy, though?
1: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: That Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are basically right there. Two and three. They're two and three. And And I saw another stat. Kelsey could break. Kittle's record—he only needs like 226 more yards, and it looks like Kelsey's not coming. I mean, Kittle, Kittle is not coming back for the rest of the year.
1: No, he's not. So, so that that, that I can't wait to get see what's going to happen. Yeah, that record's going to get broke. And also, touchdown-wise, Tyreek Hill is—he's what is it? I think he's three touchdowns away from the franchise record right now. Because I think the franchise record for a wide receiver for us was 16 touchdowns. Who's, yeah. who,
0: who has set that record? Did he break that record? I think he it, set one, I thought, earlier.
1: No, um, he hasn't had 16 touchdowns yet in the season. Did um, he
0: break a record, though?
1: He did break a record. He, in
0: 2018, Mahomes to the first year, against the Cardinals, I remember him breaking a record. because and JP, JP, And I will say this because this is the first time I seen a team score in less than a minute. In the first yeah. drive. They scored with like 14.05 left in the in the first quarter. I was like, what? Because yeah. we never seen that before. And it was just so crazy. It wasn't yeah. a kickoff. It was just a Mahomes, three straight passes down the field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they took away a 90-yard touchdown. Okay, that's huge. Yeah. That was a 90-yard touchdown they took away. And Andy blamed himself, which he blames himself for everything. And that's, you know, that's, that's just Andy. And I love that for about him because he's, you know, he's the guy that's not going to put the heat on anybody else. He's going to take it, mm-hmm. but he knows just as well as everybody else does. That should have been called by one of the booths.
0: So did anyone ask him, did anyone ask him that question or is that just not going to be asked? Any of the press no, he
1: got asked. Um, they asked no. him about it mm-hmm. in the press conference and mm-hmm. what he thought of it. And he said, well, he said, you know, again, he said, I've never had... He said, I didn't know that he caught the ball. He goes, I couldn't see it. And when he came back to the sidelines, he said... Andy asked him, he said, I think I dropped the ball. And he said, he was pretty emphatic about it. He dropped the ball. Or the ball touched the ground.
0: Well, then that's my next question. Why didn't they just look at the replay? I mean, he got 35 seconds.
1: Well, I by mean, the time the he got back... And then
0: caught through the timeout.
1: Well, well, and that was what happened, and Travis kind of explained it as well. So by the time he got back to the sidelines Andy got down to him and asked him the question. They had burned off like 25, 28 seconds. So they had to get everybody out on the field and lined up. And I think there, if they'd had two more seconds on the clock by the time they realized it, they would have called it, you know, thrown the challenge flag, but they were just out of time. Mm. And I think it was more of a discussion thing, you know, trying to figure out, did he catch the ball? Did he not?
0: And it's okay. pretty crazy
1: that uh-huh. you got a wide receiver. I, that it just blows my mind that you have a wide receiver that is so uber talented and has caught so many touchdowns and 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 does the things he does and not these aren't all easy touchdowns. Some of these have been insanely hard balls to catch. Mm-hmm. Similar to the one that he caught in that end zone that they didn't count. But he didn't even know that he caught it because he caught so many in his career.
0: So my question for you then, JP, is up in the booth. Then why hasn't the NFL released an explanation? Or Why hasn't the Chiefs released an explanation? Not gonna mm-hmm. understand the issue that could come from them. That's like they call reviews for the petty, pettiest plays. I mean, yeah. you know, the ball hit the ground. Okay, yeah. but something like that. It that was just like really. Well, you're gonna they, get, they get into the a said, out there thing. What? That's
1: what it is. You're gonna well, get into a he said, she said type of thing.
0: Well, and I don't understand. I feel like their punt team was sent out there in record time. I've never seen a cheese punt team out there that fast. Because it was a third down.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why. I'm they not, went out I'm there not there really understanding
0: what happened there. But you know I, what? I, I don't it happens.
1: It. it did. I mean, and then what you'll get into is you'll get into the you know, the he said, she said, who's blame? You know, who, who do we put the blame on? Because it's the NFL sports. can say, Everyone's well, why didn't, your bo- you know, why didn't your guys up in the booth say something? Then we can say, well, why didn't your guys say something? Because that's your mm. guys' job. And they're going to say, well, your guys have, do the same job. They're supposed to be doing the same thing. They're supposed to help us catch these things. Well, is that so, the
0: NFL supposed to do?
1: Uh, well, basically, we have guys up in the booth reviewing plays.
0: Yeah.
1: So apparently now, if you really get into it and you really want to get down to the brass tacks of it all, you're going to have a referee or an officiating crew and the NFL officiating themselves, they're going to say well, that's why we have you guys have your own booth reviews that way if you see something, then you can tell us in case we missed it Okay. but that's not, you know, regardless of how you look at it,
0: it's the NFL's job to oversee everything, it is, we're and not that's what, and that's what makes no sense to me is because you have all these cameras Yeah. all plays get reviewed Every How angle. did New York not see that?
1: I don't know, man. I That's don't know. the
0: thing. You're just, it basically is like the quote unquote forward progress from Mariota. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if we continue to have stuff happen, I mean, okay, someone's playoff game is going to get cost down the line, just like the Chiefs in 2017.
1: Well, just like the, the just, and it's no different than what happened in 18. Exactly. Some, you know, I mean, you know, somebody lost a, 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 a basically going to the Super Bowl over a really Saints. horrible hit. Yeah, the Saints. And, we lost over basically a warning rule on this encroachment, the shit that they always warned Brady's team about and everybody else's team. Yeah. But then they called that one on Chris Jones, which was never roughing the passer. And honestly, that ball, that play right there with Chris Jones, that play could have ended the game with the time that was left on the clock. But then you get past that one. And then you got another one where Brady gets picked off and they call encroachment on D Ford.
0: Yeah. That, that was you know, a for game. A half an inch. Traveris Ford. Charveris yeah. Ford got the pick. Brady, yeah. two, too high. Grott couldn't catch it and Ward caught it and ran about yeah. 10 yards and fell. And we thought we were going Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. And so it, it, it just, it all boils down to, I guess. I understand that, you know, the, the ins and outs to a degree of the NFL and the way they operate and how they want ratings to work and the way the revenues drop this year. But regardless of how you look at it, when you're costing a team a championship, something they work their entire careers for, mm-hmm. you have to take some responsibility for you really for your the position, the job description that you have. You take all the responsibility for it and you say, hey, we screwed up. That should have never happened. And really, to be honest with you, they could have negated that play completely and moved forward and said that play never happened, start over,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and gave him their down back. And it's no different than the Chiefs. They could have done the exact same thing. They could have looked back at that play and said, sorry, there was no foul for roughing the passer. Well, you His- you know, I mean, but Go they ahead. don't do that stuff.
0: Well, well, the one thing I would say is, you know, what is the good that came out of it? The good is, is that the Chiefs got some dogs on defense. Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew. And we have not looked back since. Yeah. So everything happens to a reason. I think someone on Twitter was put out some post saying, if you would have changed these events in Chiefs Kingdom, I forgot all the different events. This is Prima Holmes era. And I didn't tweet it, but I should have quoted and finally it, find it quoted and say, none of these would have... if. Any of these if any of these were to happen, we wouldn't have had a Patrick Mahomes that one- out won the Super Bowl. Exactly. So I'd rather go through that pain and have the victor in the
1: end. Exactly. I mean I yeah, there's a lot of you can say a lot of things. Yes, Mahomes could already have two Super Bowl rings. You can say, um, you know, everybody on that team would have had two, Andy would have had two. But woulda coulda shoulda. I mean it is what it is. You yeah. can't change I mean, it.
0: It worked out better for them in the it end. It worked
1: out better it's, for us because now starts, we have they, studs, you yeah. know, like you said. It is what it is. We had another guy, and I don't know if you noticed it, said that um, he's just some... I don't know who the hell this guy is, but he is an absolute troll um, on Twitter. But he said that, um, you know, Frank Clark is trash. Um, he told him to drive off a bridge. Um, I don't know. There's a million things this guy says constantly about Clark and how horrible our defense is. He's supposedly a Chiefs fan. I don't, I don't know if he is or isn't. He could be just some account you know from another team i don't know um but regardless these guys these guys are playing better this is a better defense oh no i tell you another thing he said too he said i would take justin houston and eric berry over um frank clark and um and tyron matthew any day of the week ha! i don't believe him Yeah, and I'm sorry,
0: but those players we had, they were good, but it came to a point where they just didn't show no emotion or energy.
1: No, and a lot of it was... And look, I'm not going to take anything away from either one of those players because Eric Berry was phenomenal and so was Houston.
0: Accomplished, yes.
1: But you got to think how long they endured the Bob Sutton bullshit before they finally pretty much had enough. They didn't have the... I guess, I don't know if you want to say heart or determination or respect for Sutton anymore to play their hardest. And when you got a guy like Justin Houston that's out there trying to cover a wide receiver, and then you put Anthony Hitchens out on Amari Cooper, you know, just dumb things that is going to eventually kill us, you know, in one way or another. That's why we were ranked where we were ranked. These players, yes, would they still? Let me, I'll, I'll go back. If, if they played for Sutton, I mean, for Spags during the 16, 17, 18 season, then I'm going to say you may have a totally different Justin Houston than mm-hmm. you had with Sutton. But I
0: agree.
1: we well, can't the- go backwards and mm-hmm. figure that one out. Well, Justin's thing- playing very good in, with the Colts, he's playing very well. He's not well, having a bad the, run sorry. with them.
0: Yeah, the thing that was uh, irritated me is the Chiefs play the Ravens the first time. Mahomes versus Lamar. Who's the better quarterback? And the Chiefs end up winning. And you remember at the end of the game, Justin Houston ended up getting a strip sack fumble. Yeah. He said Justin Hamilton motivated him. I'm like, why do you need that motivation from Justin Hamilton? You're Justin Houston, man. Yeah. One of the best linebackers we've had in Chiefs. Kingdom and his name deserves to be up there in the Ring of Honor. Well, it that's makes where no you sense see to that
1: though. Though there's that no makes,
0: motivation. You th- need like,
1: and that's what I just went back to. If mm-hmm. you, if your players lose motivation to play under your coaching, they're not gonna play well, man. I mean, they're just not. You had three. They had three. Two things really going against them. Okay, you had a DC that they completely lost respect for and had absolutely zero control over the defense and had no clue what he was doing. I mean, well, really. I would,
0: I would tell you one thing: if Tyron and Frank Clark on that team, their voices would be heard and changes would be made.
1: Well, I I, I don't I, know I, what
0: Brady, I don't know what um, Barry or Houston did behind the scenes because they probably had some fits. But I just don't understand how they continued to play in that defense when it wasn't working. But you know what? Maybe it was working for them because Bear, Eric Barry and Justin Houston are great players.
1: They are. I mean, you know, it it it, it all boils down to. Players, you know, Mike Tomlin lost control of his team for a couple of years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and other players have lost control. I mean, other coaches have lost control of, the, and they're they're no longer coaches. When you get to that point, and you lose control, and you lose respect of the players that you have. It's either time for the ownership or front front office to make a change, because you know these players have been playing lights out up until this point. There's something that has changed within them, and it's not just injuries. Eric Berry, yes, he had injury issues. Justin Houston had a couple, I think, in the 16th season, maybe one in the 17th season where he was out for a couple of games. But for the most part, he played pretty much the entire season, I think, in 17. And I don't understand why... um, I guess I don't understand why fans don't get that coaches lose control. And when they do, they don't have... They don't have the motivation to play anymore. Exactly. It just is what it is. It's no different than if you have a job, no matter what your job is. And I got into this with a lady earlier today. You get into, no matter what job you have, if you have a jerk off for a coach or, I mean, for a, a boss and you hate your job and you get to a point where you, you know, you loved it at the beginning and you absolutely can't stand to even get up and go in the next day. That's losing motivation. And Mm -hmm. one could be because of your boss, coach, however you want to look at it. It just is what it is. It happens in every genre of careers. It's not just the NFL. So... I don't know. These guys are human too, man. I mean, yeah, they're,
0: man. they're Hey, nothing bad about Barry or Houston. They did a lot for this team. I, I applaud them for going through that defense, because I know I wouldn't have been able to.
1: No. <laughs> I mean, no, we would have had would. some
0: worries, because I'm like, you can't continue the same thing time after time after time and get no results. Exactly. So, exactly. But yeah, man, just looking at this uh, game real quick. So right now, Le'Veon Bell running back for the Chiefs. He's been struggling. During that game, the Denver game, Daryl Williams tore up the field in the three runs he had. Now, is it because he just runs up the middle? Or um, is it because Le'Veon's stopping and then running? I feel like it's because D- is just running through the middle. And I mean, that's just something I feel like all our running backs have been able to do. And everyone's saying now that our, run, our offensive line is terrible. Okay, yeah, they're playing bad, but... They're having to adjust and when you have familiar guys like Daryl, you can only can just get that block and he'll run through. So I'm what do you think is happening there? Because look, like Daryl was able to run quite fine. Well,
1: okay, you have and this is just from my perspective, mm-hmm. but you have three different, completely different running backs. Okay, and one of them is honestly, he's on a different realm. Of every other running back in the NFL, so or that's played the game for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got a uh, you got a a guy that can burst through the holes extremely quickly with C E H, and he can he gets he gets open very quickly. He just when he gets the ball, he sees the hole and he runs it. Darrell Williams is similar to that to a degree, but he bowls over people.
0: And, he, and that's what our, sorry, and I'm going to interrupt you, but that's what, no. that's all of our running backs in the past. So for me to see our run game, I feel like it's not really offensive line. And maybe the running backs just not taking their time, but the offensive line isn't used to that, holding that block for three seconds.
1: Well, that's what it is. So you, then you put Bell in there, which our offensive line has never, no offensive line other than the Steelers and the Jets tried it. To have a running back that is extremely patient and waits for his blocks. And then when he finds that block, he does have an extremely quick burst. So it's hard for them to adjust from CEH to Daryl to then Le'Veon Bell, which is not mm-hmm. your stereotypical running back. Yeah. This guy does things that are absolutely non-running back style. I mean, if you want to put it in any other, there's no other really terms of putting it. Mm -hmm. He does things that no other running back has ever done. And he runs in a, in a manner that no one else has ever done. And most people have never had to block for, I mean, when it really boils down to it, I mean, you got to think about it. The only people that ever had to block for his style running was his college offensive line, the Pittsburgh offensive line, which both did a good job with it. Then you had the jets that you absolutely destroyed his career but paid him to coming here and our offensive line again be shuffled around. We got a new center. We get, you know, we lost Tardif. We've you know, there's a lot of things that have changed on that offensive line. And they're trying to learn how to open up and be able to do what they need to do to complement Bell's game.
0: Exactly. Now, I agree. As
1: as far as him, he's not really struggled, he just hasn't had a lot of snaps.
0: Well, Pretty much,
1: he's had one negative play. I mean, really, he only had one negative play since, in the entire time he's been playing. I mean, for us, anyway. I've only seen him have one negative, and that was actually this last week.
0: No, I see what you're saying. It just, it feels like, to me, like you stated earlier in another podcast, maybe they should put him out wide more, but if our running backs, like Daryl Williams, who doesn't get a lot of playing tech, can just kind of run through, that kind of just shows maybe it's not really all the offensive line, but... Hey, Le'Veon will help us in the playoffs with the experience. So I'm not worried. It just feels like, to me, the issue is, is that maybe they should try to, try to hit the hole more. But it's going to take the Chiefs time to adjust because are they going to change the whole offensive scheme for this one season? Because Le'Veon could leave in the offseason.
1: He could. and I mean, and that's the thing. Now, here's the, here's the thing with that. Look at it from this perspective. So Le'Veon right now went to the Jets. He was there, what, two years? Yeah, two yeah, years. Two years with the Jets, and he was extremely unproductive, okay? Not because of him, but because of the Jets, all right? Then he comes to Kansas City this year, and he's played, in, I think, what, 16%? Somewhere
0: mm, that that sounds not right, yeah, not much, yeah.
1: So, and now he's been with us. Is this the fifth week? He's been with us, or sixth?
0: Mm, I would say
1: maybe even more maybe it's seventh I don't know yeah
0: it's somewhere in that realm
1: so just say five to seven weeks and he hasn't had the amount of snaps that you would or one would expect him to have given the fact that it is Le'Veon Bell Mm -hmm. so right now as it looks from every other team's perspective that Bell is not what they all thought he was and oh, I
0: think he's so good. Oh, I'm I do not worried too, but about I'm, that. F- I just think the opportunity. I think maybe this is like, like a speed. strategy type of thing, mm-hmm. is what
1: I'm thinking. Look at it from this perspective. So if Andy does what he's doing right now and he keeps him through the rest of the season, just say he puts him out in a wide out set here and there, and then he stays between that 16 and 20 percent, you know, snap count, and he plays the rest of the season. And then nobody offers him anything because they don't think he's got it. And think he is Andy would do that old. though. I don't think Andy would
0: sabotage Stone's career.
1: He's not sabotaging his career. He's doing it for a reason, because we can keep Bell next year. He's helping Bell, if anything. I'll put it this way: okay. Andy's not the guy to do that. Yeah, but you're he right. Knows Andy's
0: a part of
1: He is, and if he Andy knows if he goes to another team, that is not a brotherhood like we have, that doesn't have. The um, continuity that we all have, he's not going to do very well at his age, because he is 28 years old. I think he might be Mm -hmm. getting ready to turn 29 years old. So still in his prime. He's still in his prime, but for a running back in mental, even though he hasn't, you know, he took that year off and he really hasn't been injured to a degree that you would say, oh my God, this guy is going to be washed up in a year or two. He's still mentally everybody sees you know this is a visual thing everybody sees 28 29 years old mm-hmm. so he's not going to get giant huge offers from anybody so that'll keep him wanting to play for a team that loves him being here and the opportunity to go and win Super Bowls with the team and also have an offensive line that you never know can be revamped next year That's a little true? Bit and be able to excel his career and I think that's what Andy's looking at. I don't I'm think it's more of a, let's just put it, you know, we got him as a backup for the hell of it. That's not really what this is.
0: And I'm not saying that. I just say, it seems like he's not being utilized to his full advantage, which could happen in the playoffs. Cause yeah, and hey, could. the next thing we need, which is great. Him bomb the playoffs. It's like when the Super Bowl, like, yeah, I'm not going nowhere else. I mean, it'd be awesome to have late gone belt in Kansas city. Oh, I mean, yeah, I would, would be, love to see would him in his career Yeah.
1: It would be great to see him end his career here. I mean, I, I really would love to see that happen. Um, I think between the the, the the one-two punch you have with those two guys, with CEH and Bell, and then you have Daryl Williams that, as you, can, as you said, can break through a line, run people over, do the things he needs to do to get us that first down and more, then why wouldn't you want to try and keep that all together? And why wouldn't you want to build that culture or have that player buy into that culture that we already have in this in this in this organization.
0: Well here's my next question then. Damien Williams could come back next year. Right now on the roster you're gonna have Damian Williams, Daryl Williams, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Harris, Hilar, Hilaire, and Thompson. Thompson. So my question is Le'Veon or Dar Le- okay, Le'Veon... sorry, okay, talking about Le'Veon, Damien, and then you're looking at Daryl Williams. One of those two are gonna to have to go. I don't think they're gonna move on from Darwin just yes, yet. Unless... Because he hasn't been playing. So, I mean, could you see maybe Daryl Williams going?
1: I think if anybody's going to... I think Daryl could still
0: help a lot. I think he
1: can too, but I think if it came down to whether we're going to keep... If we can keep Le'Veon Bell on this field um, and on this team, I think you're going to see that Daryl would be the one to go before Le'Veon Bell would. I really do believe that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, I think it might be Thompson.
1: and Oh, Thompson... But here's the thing, though. mm -hmm. Thompson doesn't have... He doesn't have the trade value, so they're gonna have to cut him. Okay, which is fine. His 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 cap money isn't isn't enough to warrant um you know, warrant keeping him because it's not like and his trade value isn't enough that I don't know who we grab for him. I mean you know, maybe I don't know, alignment or something, you know, but I think that you're right. I think he may go two, but when it all boils down to it, you're gonna have three running backs next year. And I think Le'Veon's going to be part of that.
0: I think it's, it's very possible, especially in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, mean, I love Thompson. I just he hasn't got through, ever since he fumbled the ball, they haven't given him any reps, reps, which I well, don't understand why. I really don't because they
1: see something in practice that he's not doing right, dude. What it is, and it's no different guess, than what Carl yeah. said. You know, the, you know, we don't see what they do in practice, and we don't see what the coaches see in practice. And if you know when they're playing a live simulated game against our defense, that. You know, it, it's playing easy on them to a degree, and they're still not grasping the plays or the, the the assignments, or they fumble, or whatever the case may be. Whether it be fumbling the snap, getting hit and fumbling the ball, and and when I say hit, hit by another teammate, that's not going to put it on you like
0: mm-hmm.
1: an opposing team's defense would. Exactly. They're going to not start you, and that's something that. You know, Harold stated and I basically should have I mean as long as I've been around the NFL I should have known this but they're seeing things that we aren't that's, and yeah, that's true you know so it's, it's just going to be one of those things that when those guys can prove that they can continually do the right thing then they're going to play they saw that in CEH you know they saw what he could do
0: but are they, they really see- going to sit our first round pick What's that now? Are they going to really sit their first round pick, though?
1: Well, a lot of first round picks get said uh, but we don't have anybody. I mean, you know, the, we didn't have anybody. We lost Kareem Hunt. We had Damian. They opted out. So we really didn't have much of a choice but to, to play Clyde. He just happened to be friggin' amazing, you know, in an NFL setting. But I think if Damian would have stayed, I don't believe CEH would have had that starting position. Okay. Damian would have. So
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean Damien, I mean, hey, if he comes back next season, got Damien, Le'Veon, and Daryl and CH, hey man, that's gonna be a great backfield.
1: Just it imagine
0: Laming well, okay, well, that's another thing. They're gonna have to figure out the jersey, jersey situation. But Daryl, sorry, Damien and Le'Veon in the backfield, man, double jet reverse I mean, I mean the, the options are endless with this team.
1: It really is. I mean I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the CBA cap situation is going to look like next year with all this loss of revenue. I
0: think it's projected to go down.
1: It, it well, it has gone down. It's already gone down. I just don't know what it's going to end up, what the bottom dollar or the bottom amount is going to be. I don't know when the bottom's going to fall out. I should say, but yeah, um, it, it you know, we potentially have the opportunity to hang on to everyone that wants to stay, and still build upon that with what we have because Veach has been extremely smart with the cap money. He has done extremely well with getting these players. And as we stated, back in October of last year, we knew that these guys were going to... And they did. Mm -hmm. And who's to say that now Chris Jones has got his money and Frank Clark has his money and Tyron Matthew has his money and then you got Mahomes that has... You know Uber money. Who's to say that these guys won't say, "Okay, well, I'll give up a million, I'll give up five hundred thousand, I'll give up five hundred grand," so they can keep the players and make sure they're paid.
0: It's possible.
1: Who knows if they won't backload their contracts a little bit? Hey, you know what? Go ahead and backload my contract so we can keep this. Because the last thing they want to do is lose their players. Mm-hmm. They don't they have a lose core. The guys
0: that got in there. They have
1: a core. They do. And, you know, if anybody, you know, one of the things that Rob Collins had said on our show is that, you know, we had discussed who would be a player that would go if, uh, you know, next year, given the cap situation. And he thought it would be Breland. And I I don't know. I really don't know if that's going to be the case because Breland has, some issues that he ran into this year, you know, with his suspension. And then you also have to look at it from he's had a great season, but he hasn't had a breakout, amazing, crazy season. Exactly. So I mean, who's he's to got say- a couple of picks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So who's to say that he's not going to say, okay, I'll play for whatever just to stay.
0: And here's what I would just say too, man. We got Bo Peep. We got some other great players on the rise. and who doesn't know? Each could draft another stud, but man, we got DeAndre Baker. Yeah, we haven't had him see touch the field yet. I think he's gonna play very well for the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm excited. So it comes to that point where is he? Gonna, they're gonna pay him a lot of money, or is he gonna walk, or what's gonna happen? Because you know, man, in a player like Breland's position, he's probably gonna get paid something.
1: Who are you yes, talking about? Please? DeAndre Baker, you mean? No,
0: my bad. Uh, Breland.
1: Oh, Breland? I mean, mm-hmm. he'll get paid. I just don't know I don't know if he if, if the, the amount of pay that he's gonna get offered from another team would justify him leaving a team that he knows he's gonna win another Super Bowl True. with. So I I you know, a lot of these guys now are you know, they're they're actually coming down to that point in their mind that, you know, five hundred grand, well Le'Veon Bell's a great example, okay? I mean, I uh, 100% understand why he wanted out of Pittsburgh. I would have wanted out of there. But he passed up a lot of different offers to get what he thought was the most money that he could get. Mm -hmm. And when it was all said and done, he lost $14 million. So, compared to what he would have been paid if he would have signed the contract with the Steelers. So... He lost some money, but he also made a lot of money, Mm -hmm. you know, for a running back. And now he can sit back and say, you know what? What more do I need? And if he's smart, which I think he is, he can easily say, how much is too much? How much more am I actually going to need the rest of my life? I've been smart with my money that I've made. Mm hmm. I don't need to make $8, $10, 12000000 million a year. I'm happy making two. And then the Chiefs sign him. Because he's going to make it up in everything else between merchandise and Super Bowl appearances, playoff appearances, playoff wins, uh, bonuses and incentives. He's going to make more than whatever his contract is anyway.
0: Yeah, it's going to add up in the playoffs. Like you said, that money, they get a lot more money in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, they get more money for everything. I mean, you know, the the endorsements, when you get into the playoffs, your endorsements go up. When you win a playoff game, your endorsements go up. You get better endorsements. So, yeah, he may make $2 million a year for the Chiefs, just say throwing out a number, but that equates, and it could equate to $10 million a year with endorsements and playoff money and everything else that comes along with being on a Super Bowl team,
0: exactly.
1: So that's just one guy's perspective. I don't know. I'm just you know going by what I've heard over the years and what I, agree, I think man. could happen. But um, you know, it's just we're uh, we're in a very unique position, and we have got to say something here, man. Um, we were dangling on. 20,000 followers for a while and we came into, I think it was Thursday night. I want to say Thursday or Friday night. And we were about 52 away. I don't know why I, maybe it was 62 away. That sounds I don't know right. why I thought it was 22, but I put out a post that said <laughs> we're 22 away from 20 K and, um, we appreciate all of you guys for following us. We really do. I mean, it means the world to us. But we hit that 20K today. And it was a phenomenal thing. I didn't even see it. I'm glad you called because I was busy and I didn't get a chance to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of public uh, congratulations from everybody. You did too. And it's great because... In fact, a lot of people, and I'll read some of them because I want you to hear them. Okay, uh,
0: thanks, man. Yeah, let's hear them. This
1: him. is something that, you know, just made me feel good. And I know it'll make you feel good because, hell, you started all of this. Um,
0: hey, I appreciate it, man.
1: Let's see. Um, we are so happy for you. The best content out there. That was the first one I got. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, we got. It was both of us. Um, hey man,
0: you're, you're part of this team you helped out a lot
1: um, that was from Madeline Harris um, that's at Harris underscore Madeline mm-hmm. she, um, she said I hope one day I, um, I have something I can say I won and didn't have to pay big dollars for an arm and a leg she <laughs> said uh, for, uh, since autographs are so expensive I hope to have something to put in my fan room when I get my first home um which you know you know what you never know, Madeline, you may be the one. You may uh, be the one. Yep. Christine. Um it's uh, her ad is at Claddy London. She put uh, congrats, so excited for Chiefs Focus. No one does it better than this platform. That's awesome. Um and then Virginia, she was funny. Um she says, uh, Virginia Heflin, she's, she's fan for life. She said, okay, well, I'm following you now. Sorry I'm late. Go Chiefs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, awesome. everyone, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, as You know, we started this right actually as Mahomes' era began, and I've known JP for a long time, and he helped us pick up the way out the first season. So I just want to thank you to JP and the other guys behind the scenes that have helped. I mean, it's been a, a fun ride, and I can't wait to get to 30K. As everyone okay. knows, We've been trying to do it the right way for two, three years now, and we're steadily grinding. We started off with zero followers, worked our way up to 1,000, and after 1K, we hit 10K. Now we're at 20K. Hey, yeah. you know what? It's, it's an awesome experience, and I love doing it. And my goal doing this one day, hopefully do what these other accounts are doing and getting to recover, report with the Chiefs and they have interviews and stuff. And if that doesn't happen, oh well. But you know what? I'm happy to be a part of the Chiefs scheme and bring another fan account perspective to, to, the, to the people because you guys are some of the best fans on Earth. I really do appreciate it because without your support, we wouldn't be at this point. So thank you guys. Exactly. There will be better content to come.
1: Yep. And we do have Luckily, we're lucky enough that we do Are able to get Some former NFL player Interviews, we've got media Interviews, we've got We're going to get current NFL Player interviews coming up within the Next season And it's just going to continue to grow The one thing I will say is um, I did put out a post that we are doing Giveaways, which we are mm. And um, when we hit 30k uh, we have a gift for one lucky person, and we'll figure out what the way we're going to do it. It may be the, the person that ends up being the thirty thousandth follower. It could be a giveaway that we do for every one of the fans that have stuck around for the, the beginning. last from the beginning and and just continued to help us grow over this time. But um, somebody's going to win an elite giveaway. Something that every single Chiefs fan would ever want. I know I would. So just keep following and listening to the show because the show is going to do a lot of the giveaways. And there's going to be some code words that you guys got to remember.
0: Code words.
1: So you can post that. And then when you post that code word, when the giveaway starts, we draw and... We decide, you know, we don't decide, but, you know, our hands, whatever our hand goes into the bucket, whatever name comes out, you're the winner, but you have to listen, too. So listen to the podcast, follow, continue to follow Chiefs Focus, get us to 30K really quick, and you guys are going to get some awesome gifts.
0: And another thing, we are legit. We actually do give up our giveaways. Exactly. We have, the last one we had was a matter one, and it's been a while. Sorry about that. But we actually do give out legit giveaways. So yeah. check our Twitters, at Cheese Focus on Twitter, because very soon we'll be seeing some giveaways come out.
1: Exactly. And we, and, may we may already have
0: one, and we may have one to where legit. You just have to do is watch the show, retweet, let two friends know. Yeah, I mean, there could be something as simple as that, but we will have stuff for you guys to win during the holidays because you exactly. guys deserve it and are the best fans on earth.
1: 100%. Uh, Chiefs are 2019 Super Bowl champs. She said, Lo- uh, love your uh, content. Great follow. So, you know, we, we we love you guys. I mean, you know, you're the reason why we're here and, and why we do this. We Caleb and I are extremely passionate about the football. We're more passionate about the Chiefs, of course, than anything else. But um, this is, you know, I have a regular job. He has a regular job. Um, I own a business that I have to go to constantly, no matter what. He knows what I go through. And he goes to college and works. So, but we make sure that we take the time out to do our shows, to put the content out that needs to be put out, and try to bring you guys information. As- there's a reason behind that i think i've explained why but that's okay because the content's there we know what's coming and we know what we can give you guys and we do it legitimately with no faults and no bs there's no behind the scenes crap um we just do what we know is right and that's what we want you know everybody to understand so with that um I just had to put that out there because that's an amazing thing, and I was very excited when I found out about it today. It made me very yeah, happy. Yeah,
0: man. I watch appreciate so. everything you've done. I mean, as a mentor, you helped me navigate the Chiefs fandom uh, field on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, you hooked us up with players like J.J. Burden. We're about to have the great Willie Rolf on. I mean, you helped out a lot, man. So thank you. And to the other oh, no guys, problem. the ba- guys in the background who do a lot of the graphics, our stack guy Brandon real, guys,
1: thank you. And the best is going to come. Yeah. Brandon's done. Words. a hell of a job. Brandon's very good with the stats. He keeps up on them and he's a very busy guy as well. Um you know, we're not getting paid to do this. We're getting paid because I mean, we, our our pay is the our our the responses that we get from you guys. That's our pay. I mean, it really is. Um hey, you never know, maybe one day we will, but right now we're happy doing what we're doing the money's not even a, a consideration right now it's more of if you guys are happy then we're happy and that's just how it works out so but brandon's done a hell of a job with these stats i mean he keeps up on them and he's busy and he continually brings brings the numbers and yep. they're all accurate his numbers are all accurate and, you know, again, with the guys in the background that do the graphics and, and all the other stuff that they contribute, we, you know, we have a great group here. We just got to keep beating down that door, you know, keep the pedal mm-hmm. down. We're, we're and, getting in
0: there yep. every day, really, closer and closer.
1: That's right. So just remember, guys, um, 30K is the magic number for the big giveaway. Yeah. But in between those time frames, we are going to actually, I think we're going to put one out here really quick um Mm -hmm. a giveaway and uh we actually have a couple three that we're going to start kind of doing from now this point until the playoffs and then maybe have one really good one during the playoffs or something Mm -hmm. of that nature we're just trying to figure that out yet the logistics we haven't done but uh we have the the stuff to give you so uh with that being said what's your prediction for the um Miami game.
0: I think it's going to be a closer score. I think the Chiefs are going to end up winning. I'm going to say 31 to 27. Okay.
1: I think it's uh, going to be
0: a closer game than we're expecting. It's Chiefs fans.
1: Okay. Well, I'm uh, you know me, I'm I'm Mister Optimistic, and There's I have this wrong with that. I have this weird scent thing in the back of my head, and I've had it since really the Raiders game that they're just going to explode on somebody. And I just have a weird feeling it might be Miami. And I think it might end up being 38, 21.
0: That's possible too. Yeah. I think it's very possible.
1: Yep. So, um, so you got our, uh, you guys got our picks and our predictions and, uh, Why don't you guys send us yours through, through, uh, through Twitter. And that might be another thing that we can do as far as a giveaway, maybe in the the next few weeks and during the playoffs, we can see who gets closest to game score and maybe we'll figure out yeah. something that way too. Agreed. So, uh, anyway, with that being said, um, it's been a great show. We appreciate everybody. I think it's about time to wrap this one up. But uh, I hope you guys have a great week. and Get ready for that Miami game. So uh, peace out, Cheese Kingdom. Have a great one.
0: Have a good night, Cheese Kingdom. God bless.